Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community of Summerton, Philadelphia. We continue over here in our uh, Elzman, our Elzman program, our Elzman Limud. We're doing the Maharal and Nasib Hatshuva from Nasib Island, Perik Bays. We began this yesterday, and we saw a little bit of an intro to this Perik from the Maharal. And the Maharal makes it very clear. It establishes establishes for us that the the uh, opening moves, the opening steps for tshuva is harata, is the attitude much more than the action, and the attitude of, I did something wrong, I, I did something incorrect, and that is phrased from the perspective of having gone outside of Hashem's will, gone outside of Hashem's values, gone outside of Hashem's existence, so to speak. And that's the primary motivation and, and the real motivation in doing real tshuva, as opposed to the motivation of I better do tshuva because the judgment day is around the corner and the Yom Hadin is nigh and definitely beats the alternative. Which is why very often we find ourselves motiva- motivated to do tshuva. We get into, uh, we get into this, this, this mode and this mood of, of uh, being frightened. Says the Maharal establishes that real tshuva is no, is as to start with realizing that I made some bad moves, I made some mistakes. Now he's going to build on that and he's going to build on that in a very interesting fashion. We're going to see this morning. He's going to ask a question, which is a question that thinking people think about, and thinking people ask questions, think about and ask. And he's going to use that question as um, as a um, as 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 a platform to take the idea that we had yesterday a step further and further solidify for us what tshuva is, what real tshuva is. So let, let's see what the question is that the Maral is about to ask. Says the Maral, we're on, again, page Kufnun over here in the standard edition of the Nasibus Oilam and uh, Perak Beis, and uh, the second line in. Says the Maral, Va'al Adam. Perhaps you'll wonder the following question. Don't ask the following question. If you do ask it, I have the answer for you. But the question that you're going to wonder, the question that wondering people wonder and thinking people think about, is as follows. We're talking about Shuvah, and Shuva is, you know, that's the name of the game. That is what's on the, on the table right now. And when we think about Shuva, we think about different levels of accountability that we have within the system of Halacha, within the system of Tyro. We start to think about where Shuva works and where Shuva doesn't work. So we know that the Yamadin is approaching, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are approaching. We know there's going to be a great din on Rosh Hashanah, the Yam. We're going to be written and sealed between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And we got to do tshuva to make sure we get a good din. Tshuva on what? Tshuva on all the dumb things that we've done over the last year. All the dumb things that we've all done. Uh, there's another bezin in, in Halacha, and that is the lower bezin, bezin Shomata. The, the mortal bezin, bezin people down here also preside over bezin down here. We've had this extensively in Rosh Hashanah, the Sechas Rosh Hashanah that we're learning now in the morning. Um, the lower courts we haven't had that so much about sentencing and capital punishments and things like that but we know there's such a thing and, and we know that the rules change from one bezin to another bezin and we know that tshuva doesn't work for bezin down here tshuva doesn't work if bezin down here catches you being machal Shabbos if bezin down here sentence you to death as a result of chil Shabbos if you have witnesses that saw you picking the mushrooms out of the mushroom sauce on Shabbos. And you don't have any hatayim for it. You don't like mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. Who likes mushrooms, right? 
I, 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 no, I don't like mushrooms. I, I don't mind. I don't mind <laughs> things like mushroom sauce. It happens. Mushroom sauce I find actually quite enjoyable. It has a nice taste, a yummy taste, and I find it like it's a pella that mushrooms can actually impart such a yummy taste to mushroom sauce when, when after after all, at the end of the day, they're, they're mushrooms. And who likes mushrooms, right? I do. I do. Yeah, but could be. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't like mushrooms, okay. and and uh, let's say you have a guy who doesn't like mushrooms, and so there's heterim, you know, and picking out the mushrooms on Shabbos from your mushroom sauce or from your salad. You, well, well. Find someone who does like mushrooms, and you can take. The, you can actually fish them out to give them to that fellow to yenim. You allowed to do? It? You're allowed to do it if you're giving it to someone who does like the mushrooms. There's always a very good arrangement. You want to marry someone who likes all the foods that you can't stand. <laughs> so that way, that way, when you find all those offensive vegetables, uh, fungi, when you find offensive fungi in your salad, so if you simply just marry someone who who doesn't mind eating fungus. So you can fish that out of your salad and put it on their plate, and that's okay. That's not there's no isr or if you're doing it for someone else. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. That's why you know I always recommend to people find someone. What's the main, the most important thing in shaduchim? Find someone who likes all the foods that you detest. Find someone who likes all the salad vegetables that you can't look at, and um, that comes first. That way, on Shabbos you have an easy way to get all those things out of your salad, right? So, well, let's say on Shabbos, we digress, but we, we digress, Rabbi Yisai. It's, it's, it's we're not talking about Shalom Vice right now. We're not getting into marriage advice. We're talking about Shuva. Um, Shuva, presumably for all the people who didn't follow the marriage advice, right? But we're talking about Shuva. So, so we're giving an example like this. Let's, let's say you're someone who doesn't like mushrooms and the mushroom sauce, and you don't have someone sitting next to you that you can... You can, you can um, um, yeah, you, you can hand all those mushrooms off to... And you fish them out on Shabbos, the mushrooms that you don't like from the mushroom salad, from the from the mushroom sauce, and they tell you don't do that, we're going to kill you, and you don't listen, you do never listen. Now this person was is is, is now going to be sentenced. He's, we're going to we're going to do skilo. We have to give him skilo. We have to kill him because he took the mushrooms out of the mushroom sauce on Shabbos. This is true. This is true. This is what we're going to do. Now we bring him to the to the to the base haskilo. We bring him to the execution stand, and we're ready to kill him. He gets down on his hands and knees and he begs for mercy. He cries. He said, I did the wrong thing. I was Michal Shabbos, and I feel terrible. I have such remorse. I have such regret. I'm ready to do tshuva. Tell me, Rabbi Yisai, tell me, Bezdin, what do I need to do to do tshuva? I'm prepared to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll be makabal never to do it again. I'll learn Hilchus Shabbos backwards and forwards. I'll write a sefer on Hilchus Boirer. I'll give seminars, lectures around the country how important it is to keep Shabbos. I'll give I'll, 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 I'll give money to the Shmir Shabbos organizations. I'll start the organizations and I'll give them big donations. Whatever it takes, I'll do tshuva. So what, what, what's our response? No, too late. Too late. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Sorry, Charlie. It's too late. It's too late. Once we send you to death, we have to kill you. That's the way it works. When Bezin Shalmata gives a psak, gives a gzardin, there's nothing you can do about it anymore. No tshuva in the world helps. Whereas Bezin Shalmala. The, the heavenly courts, that's what they're all about. They're all about tshuva. Even after the sentencing, even after a person has been found guilty, even after he has this count on his record, tshuva can uh, erase the count from the record. Tshuva can clean, clean the files. So the, the question is, and this is an age-old question, I said this is a question that thinking people think about, and thinking people who ask questions think about and ask about, What's the difference? Why is tshuva not work down here, but it does work up there? So Maral's going to get into that right now. That's what the Maral's going to discuss. 
and he's going to use that, as we said, as a platform for taking the, the general concept of tshuva a step further, explaining what tshuva ultimately is all about. What, what is tshuva about? So let's see. It says my route. You'll ask perhaps, how on earth can Shuvah help if I already did the sin? How can Bezin Shalmalo, how can Hashem in the heavenly courts forgive me if I already did the Avera? I have it on my record. That's the starting point. That's how the Maral is asking the question. Meaning, it makes more sense, says the Maral, logically, that Shuvah shouldn't work anywhere. We have a discrepancy. Shuvah works. When we're dealing with the heavenly courts, tshuva doesn't work when we're dealing with the mortal courts. Now, you can ask the question in one of three ways, really. You can ask, how come tshuva works up there but doesn't work down here? So I can ask the question down here, or I could flip that around. How come tshuva doesn't work down here but does work up there? I could be asking the question on Shemaim. How come they do accept my tshuva? Or how come they don't accept my tshuva? Or you can ask in a third way, what's shot in the discrepancy? I really don't understand either one. How come here it's one way and there it's the other way? The Maral is asking the question on Shemayim, which is very interesting. The question he's asking is a, is a kasha on Shemayim. It's a question on the heavens. How can they accept my tshuva? Meaning, the default position in logic over here is that it makes more sense that tshuva should never work. That's what makes more sense. Tshuva should not work. And the question of the Maral is, okay, we get that. So how does tshuva, we, we, so we understand the moral courts. We understand that tshuva doesn't work down here. But how does tshuva, yeah, work up there? And this idea that, that tshuva really is what we could call a chiddush makes less sense, excuse me, not more sense, is um, something that we find in, in other Sarm also the Rebbeinu Yonah talks about this. Uh, the Rebbeinu Yonah that gets into this in Shari Tshuva, that tshuva is something that really is a chiddush. Tshuva is something that's, that's um, revolutionary. And that really logically shouldn't work because once you did it, you did it. If you killed that guy, you killed him. You can't bring him back to life. You broke Shabbos. You can't go back and change time and, and undo it. You did the crime. It's too late. It's too late. You already did it. We have to sentence you for it. We have to give you the, the consequences. What is tshuva? Tshuva means you feel bad. Okay, we feel bad. You, we, we feel bad. For you, that you feel bad, but you have to face the consequences. How can tshuva be a substitute, really, for 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 the consequences? So the Maral is phrasing the question within the same um, approach that we find in the Rebbeinu and others, which is tshuva really makes less sense, not more sense. The question is a question on Shemaim. We get it why down here tshuva doesn't work. How, how does tshuva work upstairs? So let's see how the Maral approaches this. Let's see. The bezin down here, the lower courts. Once you did naveira that you have to be killed for, once you have to, once you're sentenced to death, no tshuva in the world is going to help you out with that. and this matter that tshuva can't help. Says What's the answer? Why is it that Bezin down here does not accept Shuva? Nothing to do about it, but the Bezin Shomala, the, the heavenly courts, they do accept your Shuva. The answer is, they work differently. They function differently, the lower courts and the upper courts. How so? 
he bezin shomalo kemoi shetachas yadam hara shadanan al hara kach danan al atoyv gamke. The upper courts, the upper bezin, the heavenly courts, the heavenly bezin take two different items into account. It's it's given to them to adjudicate and and work with two different types of areas two different areas they work with the ra the bad they work with things that i've done wrong they adjudicate on things that i've done wrong they accept testimony evidence and try cases when it concerns things that i've done wrong they also are able to accept testimony evidence that has to do with toiv things that are good bad except the bad they, they they work with the bad and they also work with the good what's the bad and what's the good bad is what's bad and what's good so we have to i think um we have to um give a little bit more detail over here and we have to um um We have to we have to take these terms, bad and good, toiv and rap, and not modify, but but um, but um, but expand them somewhat. Bad and good. It's difficult to work with terms like that because they can be a little bit subjective, and they're a little bit too too simplified, and 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 too subject to interpretation. Bad and good. And and the Maral is saying a very basic principle over here <clears throat> that the upper courts, the heavenly courts, Bed and Shomalo takes into account the evidence and the proceedings and the adjudication of not just bad but good also. What is bad and what is good? Bad always means, in essence, the following. When you find the term Ra, Ra means something that is outside of the Rebbeinu Shalolim. Ra means something that's deviated from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, something that has, something has drifted away from Hashem, outside of Hashem's system, outside of Hashem's uh, expectations and existence, so to speak. Toiv means anything which is within that. Toiv means within Hashem's system, within Hashem's values, within Hashem's uh, terms. That's Toiv. Ra means outside. Said differently, toiv means anything that provides a connection to Hashem. Ra means anything that provides a disconnect, a disconnection. Ra, what's the shayish of the word ra? Is ra. What does ra mean at, on a shayish level, on an elemental level? Ra means to be broken. That's right. Ra means to be broken. Trua. Trua is... is, is uh, a very, very relevant term right now. Trua. True is one of the blasts you make on the shayfer. What is a true? True. The shayfer word true is ra. Reish ein. True means broken up, right? That, 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 that. That's a trua. It's broken up. Teroyim b'shevet barzel. Teroyim. Break them. Destroy them. Break them down with 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 uh, iron clubs. So ra means broken, disconnected. Evil is a form of ra, but ra at its Essential level just means it's outside of Hashem, it's broken away from Hashem, it's deviated from God. 
Toiv means to be one with God, to be one with the Rebbein Shalal. So the Maral saying like this: Bezin Shalmala, when they dan a person, when they have to pass judgment on someone, sentence someone, and reevaluate that sentencing, they take into account both areas: what he's done in terms of drifting, deviating, and being outside of Hashem. The Ra, Shaboy, the Ra, but the Toiv also is taken into account in sentencing him and deciding his fate. How much is he connected to Hashem? How much is he within Hashem's framework and within Hashem's existence? The upper courts, the heavenly courts, take both of these into account. If that's the case, if a person's done shuva and a person has perfected things, he's fixed himself up. He is therefore. Um, he is someone who has who 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 uh, will now be exonerated. He will be exonerated. He'll be found innocent because Bezin Shomala, the heavenly courts, take into account his toiv standing as well. So they say, look, he may have ra, he may experience ra, he may have represented ra, but if he experienced and represented toiv as well, uh, and the toiv compensates for the ra, outweighs the ra, beats the ra. We will bring him back in again. We take that into account. So this is this is really the bottom line. Bezin Shomalo, there's there's a rich idea that emerges over here. They take into account his deviating, but his reunion with Hakadosh Baruch Hu as well. All that is taken into account, and, and, and his sentencing will be constantly reevaluated. He may be sentenced to death, but if he shows us now that he is back in, in, in the realm of Toiv, we can reevaluate that sentence the same way Bezin Shomato can reevaluate a sentence of new new evidence. Dan here turns up in terms of what they're allowed to work with, you know, they, they can reevaluate a sentence, but only within Ra, not within Toiv. They can't say, well, this guy did a lot of tshuva, so so we should spare him. No, they can't work with that. But uh, let's say we, let, let's say we, you know, the facts were not presented properly, the facts that incriminated him, so they will reevaluate, but only based on the, the sentencing itself, the incrimination itself. Peasant Shomalo works with Ra and with Toiv. Says the Maral further, Shekashim. Excellent question. So, Ramesh wants to know why can't they do that here? So, let, let, let's keep reading. Excellent question. Shekashim Shadin Lurat Tachas Yodam Kach Maisim Toivim Danalov. The same way that the incriminating evidence that is within the realm of Bezin, uh, 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 the uh, heavenly Bezin, so too, the exonerating facts, the things that will spare him. Abu Bezin Shalamato, but the lower Bezin, Ain Mashkich and Alza. The bezin down here does not take that into account. They don't look at toiv. They don't look at anything you've done to reconnect. They only look at the disconnect, not the toiv, not the reconnect. The dan is The only thing that's within their their jurisdiction and their authority to sentence you regarding is ra. We've explained this um, in different places, in different in different different sections of the nesiva. So this is the maharal amna ki dafka. Once we've established, and now Ramosha again wants to know, so, but why? The bottom line is, why not? Why can't Bezin down here be able to say, why can't it be, we, we be authorized also to deal with Taif? Why not? The answer is, because what really is Tshuva? Tshuva is Shaykh Mita Hashem Yisbarach Tafka. Kihu Bilvad Mekabal Shavim. Tshuva is something that really lies exclusively in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's court. 
in his Dalit Amis, in his realm. Because what is tshuva? Tshuva, real tshuva, real repentance is returning to God, going back to God. The tshuva, which we want to be able to be taken into account to repeal a sentence, is defined defined by not an act of fright, an act of fear, an act of not wanting to face the consequences, an act of wanting to to get out of the consequences. It's defined as an act of return to Hashem Himself. That's why only exclusively the heavenly bezin is the only authority has the ability to accept the tshuva and to repeal the sentence and to um, and to to grant a pardon because that's where the tshuva happens. They're the only people that can give a pardon and say salachti. I have forgiven you to give forgiveness and get us off the hook because they're the ones that we're doing tshuva towards. Veloy bezin shomata. It's not the lower bezin's authority and jurisdiction to grant a pardon because we're not doing tshuva to them and for them and with them. Tshuva has nothing to do with them. Tshuva is not about showing you how scared I am. Tshuva is not about showing you how sincere I am, even. And Tshuva is not showing you, about showing you how interested I am in mending my ways. Tshuva is about embracing you, embracing the party that, that I'm doing Tshuva with. And that party is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tshuva has nothing to do with Bezin down here. Only within the existence of Hashem there's tshuva and only from Hashem's um, place and with from Hashem's perspective, from Hashem's place, within Hashem's existence there's tshuva and nowhere else do we find tshuva. So this is a very deep idea but it's being logically and, and, and neatly built off of what we said yesterday. And it, it puts a lot of light on, on all these ideas over here that the real tshuva, emistic tshuva, again, is not about changing your ways because of factors X, Y, and Z, whereas X, Y, and Z are all kinds of personal, personal factors. I'm concerned for me. I'm concerned for my own skin. I'm concerned for, for, for my own furtherance, my own existence, my own comfort, I'm doing tshuva because I don't want to be in a state of discomfort. I don't want to suffer. I don't want to have to worry about the consequences. So I'm going to do tshuva. I'm going to clean up my act. That's not tshuva to Hashem. I'm not returning to Hashem. I'm just panicking. I'm panicking. That's why I'm doing tshuva. Because the judgment day is approaching. And I don't want to burn. I don't want to suffer. I I want a good year, not a bad year. That has nothing to do with Hashem. If tshuva would be about cleaning up your act because you're panicking, cleaning up your act because you're nervous, cleaning up your act because it beats the alternative, which is not cleaning up your act and suffering. So yeah, you could do that down here also. You could do that with Bezen Shomata. They can hear that. They can. They appreciate that you're scared. They appreciate that you're frightened. They appreciate that you're panicked. And they can accept your, your tshuva. But tshuva is, is, is nothing of the, of the sort. Real tshuva is, is just a simple cognizance and clarity of I've gone so far from Hashem, I want to come back. I've drifted, I've deviated. My affairs have taken me far away. My affairs have taken me to a place of a, li- a lifestyle which is so far from the Rebbeinah Shalalem, 
I, I want to come back to the Rebbein Shalom. Let, let me come back. That's what Shuva is. Therefore, Shuva is Hashem's department. Shuva is in Hashem's court. Shuva is in Hashem's hands. Shuva can only be done towards Hashem, and Shuva can only be granted from Hashem. A pardon can only be granted from Hakadosh Baruch Hu because that's the only place that 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 Shuva exists. That's why Shuva and its effects, me being pardoned, me being forgiven, is only going to be in the heavenly courts because that is where Shuva happens. Is when I return to the heavenly courts when I return to the Rebbeim that's why we find that Shuva is only from Hashem's perspective, from Hashem's um, um, angle, and from Hashem's involvement. And Shuva doesn't happen down here, it cannot happen down here, because Shuva doesn't exist down here. Shuva is about coming back to my source, coming back to my roots. That I drifted from, and that is what grants me the pardon, is when I've done that. So this is a fascinating approach to an age-old question, and gives us further insight into what tshuva really is. We see for the time being, we'll pause over here, we'll continue tomorrow, tshuva is not about fright and fear, tshuva is not about regret and remorse, that is being catalyzed by fright and fear. Tshuva is simply about recognition that I've gone so far, and I want to return to where I drifted from, toiv, to the toiv, to Hashem himself, and the tshuva begins and ends with HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Okay, we will continue tomorrow. Thank you for joining. Everyone have a wonderful day.